want you to stop and ask yourself, when the disciples, why aren't the disciples waiting on this table? Why aren't the disciples washing his feet? Why aren't the disciples, you know what they were concerned about? Who's going to sit where? They were discerned, they were more concerned about who gets to sit at the head table at the Pharisee's house. And on this day, is it possible that we can lose our wonder? Is it possible that we can serve him so long that we don't feel him pulling on our heart anymore? Is it possible that we can come into his presence where his glory f falls and we can sit in our seat and watch people sing a song all around us and not realize that he's right there? And Is it possible that the glory, that we can lose the glory of God around us? Is it possible that the extraordinary can become only ordinary because we've done it so long. Is it possible that it's just another sermon, just another service, just another song, just another prayer, just another testimony? Oh, I've heard those. They're good. I've heard them before. And now next week I want to hear another one because the extraordinary, the supernatural has become the natural and the extraordinary has just become the order. Is it possible? But all of a sudden in this ordinary day, in a room filled with men in the boys clubs, here is Jesus and all the boys sitting around at a Pharisee's house and all of a sudden the door comes open and there is an uninvited guest. She did not get invited. She didn't ask anybody if she could show up. Here comes a no-name sinner woman in the middle of the room and she begins to do things that upset this room. Here is this dignified room. Everybody's trying to impress the Pharisee. Everybody's wanting to be close to Jesus. Nobody has kissed him. Nobody has washed him. Nobody has served him. Nobody has welcomed him. The disciples were so busy trying to get their seat in their favorite place that they didn't even understand who they were sitting by. And here comes a, un, here comes an, a woman who comes in unkempt. Here comes a woman that no one expects to walk in the room and she reminds them of what it's like to fall in love with Jesus. She had no position. She had, guys, give me a little bit more. I'm stripping it out of here. Just give me a little bit more on the mics, please. Thank you so much. She had no position. She had no clout. Thank you. She had no open door. She had no saved seat. She had no title. She didn't have anything that she could have. She didn't have any reason to be in the room, but this sinner woman walks into this room, and when she walks into the room, immediately they began to repel her but she didn't care she needed to get to Jesus she walked into an atmosphere that was negative but it wasn't her favorite song it wasn't her favorite singer she did not have her favorite band she did not have her favorite musician but she worshiped anyway did you hear what I said she did not have what she wanted to she did not have her southern gospel she did not have her favorite hymn she did not have her favorite singer she didn't have her favorite dancer. Here's a woman that says, tonight I've got to get to Jesus. If nobody worships but me, I'm going to get to Jesus. If I'm the only one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find him. I'm going to kneel before him, and I'm going to worship him. She was ready. She had her oil. I don't know how she knew that Jesus was there, but I can tell you she had her little oil, her box of oil in her hand. I can see her as she put it in her apron. 
and she heard somebody say, I think tonight Jesus is going to the Pharisee's house. I think tonight you might find him there. And she didn't know which Pharisee. I don't know how many times it took her to get there. She might have looked at every Pharisee's window in the city. She might have said, is Jesus there? Because I didn't come to impress anybody. I've come to get to Jesus. Can I tell you something? When sinner people start coming in, they're not going to look like church folks. They're not going to dance like church folks. They're not going to shout like church folks. They're not going to know the rules. They're not going to know how to act. They're going to say, listen, when you start winning sinners to the Lord, they're going to mess up every cute little worship service. They're going to come in in a crazy way looking for a Jesus because they found out Jesus could heal them and Jesus could save them and Jesus could deliver them. And can I tell you, when people start coming in, they'll mess up a worship service. They don't know where you're at. They're just trying to get to Jesus. They, they don't know who's there. They're just trying to get to Jesus. They don't know. They don't know if they're supposed to. They, they don't know if they're supposed to be quiet. They don't know if they're supposed to be loud. They don't know when to shout. They don't know what song they're trying to sing. All they know, and I promise you, it'll get in your way. It'll get in your face. It'll mess you up, but they don't care if you missed the first line of the song. They don't care if you forgot one of the announcements. They don't care if it's too loud or too low. They don't care if it's too hot or too cold. All they know is I've got to get to Jesus. Any way I can get there, I've just got to get to Jesus. I'll climb over something to get to him. I'll walk over something to get to him. But don't leave me by myself. I've got to get to Jesus. Any way I can get to him, I'll get to Jesus. You don't have to sing me happy. Just let me see Jesus. You don't have to preach me happy. Just let me see Jesus. I'll find him. I'll look for him till I find him. If I have to find him all by myself, I'll find him. Just let me get to Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to see every person that's ever been that desperate before. I want you to right now praise God and thank Him that in your desperation, He found you. In your desperation, He found you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've got to get to Jesus. You don't have to sing my song. Just show me Jesus. When a sinner comes in looking for Jesus, they don't know the song and they don't care what song it is. They don't care if you're hopping or if you're sitting. They don't care if you're clapping or if you're crying. They don't care if you're jumping or if you're laughing. They don't care. All they know is they need a savior. They need a healer. They need a redeemer. They need somebody who can heal their family. They need somebody who can save their life from destruction. Hallelujah. I'll never forget when Sunday morning at Twin Rivers, there was a boy that come up and started break dancing in the middle of the floor. He was break dancing like crazy, man. He was spinning. He was flopping. He was jumping up. And after a while, I had about 42 elders. Most of them liked to sit on the front row. And I started seeing one of those Fred Sanford moves going on. Oh, Lord, here it comes. 
I knew I had to do something because the elders were about to fall out on the floor. It wasn't going to be in the spirit either. Everybody looks at me like, what are you going to do? There's a boy break dancing in the middle of the floor. So I walked up to him. I was on the stage. I walked down with a, with a microphone. I said, hey, buddy, tell me, tell, me, tell me a story. His name was Billy. He said, uh, he said, well, you know, all I can tell you is that I've never been to church before. I, I don't know what church is supposed to look like. I, I didn't know you danced at church. I was kind of happy about that because I didn't know you danced. And, when you, and our church loved to dance. So when you guys started dancing, I just started dancing. That was the only dance he had. Yeah, he starts break dancing in the floor. He said, I don't know anything about church. I said, well, man, how did you get here? What happened? He said, you know, I, I work at the club. He said, I got my spinner here. I had no idea what a spinner was. I thought that was a spinner, you know, rod and reel. I didn't know what a spinner was. Evidently, it's something you do with a record to make some kind of weird sound when you're doing, you know, you know some, some types of music. And so his rap music, right. And so he said, my spinner's back here. Derek, yo, 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 yo. Now, I don't speak yo-yo either, but these guys spoke yo-yo. Yo-yo, and he starts yo-yoing this, and Derek is yo-yoing back. And before I know it, I got Derek up there. I got two yo-yos in the front and me. And they're yo-yoing this, and I can, I'm barely understanding what they're saying. You know, I don't speak their language. And guess what? They didn't speak Christianese either. So, you know, they, they, they thought they were in the wrong place, but they happened to be in the perfect place at the right time. I said, guys, how did you end up here on a Sunday morning? They said, well, let me tell you, I was working at the club last night, and my car broke down on the way home, and there was this guy, we had a, the ministry called the Stranded Motorist Ministry, and Jerry Perry and his boys ran that ministry. He said, and these boys come by and knocked on the window of the, of the car. We were sitting on the side of the interstate. They said, listen, we'll fix your car if you'll come to our church. They said, we were desperate, man, so here we are. They fixed our car. They told us where to go, what time to be here, so here we are. But we had no idea you guys danced. And they started dancing, you know, and showing us their moves. And I said, do you know why all these people are so happy? Do you know why all these people are dancing the way they're dancing? They said, no, I have no idea. I said, is it because of this man, Jesus, that is coming to the life? Do you know Jesus? No, man, I don't know anything about Jesus. Would you like to know Jesus? If Jesus can make you this happy, yes, I want to know about Jesus. And I started telling him right there. I started telling him about Jesus. And right there in the front of that church, Derek and Billy, two rap singers, that break dancing rap singers, gave their heart to Jesus. Christ and I said boys now that you're saved would you like to dance some more they said yeah and the whole church went bonkers man they were ready for that they cranked up the music those boys started spinning this time the elders started doing one of these instead of doing this now the elders are, you know they're getting all spiritual with them now because they understood that Mary had just come in and broke an alabaster box over the head of Jesus she didn't care about our music she didn't care about our seats she didn't care about our volume she wanted Jesus she came in to see Jesus not to impress anybody she wanted to be with Jesus hallelujah Hallelujah. I could tell you story 
after story. You let sinner people start walking in here. They'll mess things up in a good way. You will see babies learning how to walk and babies learning how to talk. And you will see lives transformed and people's lives changed. Not because we have the best singers and we know we do. Not because we have the amazing musicians and we know we do. Not because we love the word and we know we do. But because Jesus is here to change their lives and change the atmosphere around us. They're not coming to see you. They're not coming to get notice. They're not coming to show off and see who's the most spiritual. They don't care about any of those things. Their life is a mess. And they're looking for somebody that can heal their life. Whenever you get ready to go into the presence of God, just like Mary, there is always a flesh wall that you have to tear down in order to worship. Now look at what the Bible says. The Bible could have said that she just kind of slipped in there on the side, stayed in the shadows, and when she got her chance, done like the other lady did, just touched the hem of his garment. That would have been enough. But now this center woman, this center woman comes in, and she says, I gotta do it all. If I don't do it all, he might not give me it all. And I need what he has. My life is a mess. My reputation is ruined. I'm out on the streets. I don't even know if she could go home. She might not have even been able to go home. And she said, I'm going to give. I don't know how she made that money. I don't know where she bought that. Or she might have stole it. The Bible doesn't tell us where she got it from. All we know is she brought it in here. This sinner woman came in and found Jesus and poured it out on his head and his feet and here's look at what happened I love this part of the story the, the people in the room they started taking notes like crazy one of them said she poured it on his head the other said she poured it on his feet the other one said she let her hair down that's the part he noticed he said all of a sudden she shook her long hair out I mean right there I've seen a few women holiness women do that before they start shaking their hair down this woman is shaking her hair she, she let her hair down which means it wasn't down when she went in the room her hair was up but all of a sudden her hair is down and before you know it she is on her feet she is crying she is wiping his feet with her hair I've never seen anybody do that before then she breaks an alabaster box and fills the room with worship and Jesus says what this woman has done is going to be infamous they will know about it every place that the gospel is preached but when she broke the box Jesus says Leave her alone. Leave her alone. You don't know what this woman has been through. And can I tell you something? When you see Mary shouting next to you in the room, don't you let a pharisaical spirit rise up in you and judge her or judge him. You don't know what kind of hell they've been living in. You don't know what kind of marriage they're trying to get through. You don't know what kind of children have disrespected them. You don't know how many people have walked off and left them. You don't know how many people have walked out of their life. You don't know the desperation that it causes to worship like that. Oh, I get it. You see somebody with a nice little Presbyterian hallelujah, and that's beautiful. God loves it, and I love it, and I'm not going to judge you if that's all you give him. But I can tell you, those people that come up crazy, those people that worship out of the box, those people that frail like a fish and look like a man set on fire, none 
of them have a story like that. What I can tell you about this story as they've been through something. What I can tell you as they've walked through some hell and been through some high water. They have swam through some floods and they have been desperate. That is an act of a desperate praise that says, God, I need you more than I need anything else. And so the Bible says that she did not open the box she broke it. Uh-huh. Let me tell you something. There's a difference of people who open it and people who break it. If you open it, you can shut it. If you open it, you can pour it. She didn't just, she broke it. When you break it, you can't take it back. When you break it, you can't go back and get it. Only The only people who break it are the people who have already been broken themselves. Nobody who hasn't been broken is going to pour out a year's wage on a man named Jesus. Nobody who hasn't been broken is going to pour out that kind of praise. No, here Jesus, I've come to tell you how much I love you. Here Jesus, I've come to tell you how much I praise you. No, 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 no. That's not what that looks like. If you are sitting beside a broken and spilled out person tonight, you better give them some room because if you don't give them some room, they might hurt you when they get to worshiping. I mean, they might step on your feet. They might frail you with the hand. They might cry on you. They might get their makeup on you. You might have to carry them to the car later. I mean, when you get people that have come desperate for Jesus Christ, I'm telling you, you just better give them some room because people who are broken have to give a different kind of praise. People who are struggling have to give a different kind of praise. That's not an ordinary praise. That's a desperate praise because only a desperate praise can shift an atmosphere and change a room the way this woman changed it. Thank you so much for supporting our ministry. If this has blessed you, please say a prayer for us. And if you would like to give, we have four ways that you can do that. You can give online at briancutshaw.com, or if you're a PayPal user, just PayPal us at Church Trainer. Or you can also give through the mail at P.O. Box 267, Georgetown, Tennessee, 37336. Or if you're a Venmo user, you can Venmo us also at Church Trainer. Thank you, and God bless you, and may the Lord multiply your seed. Now back to Hope in the Word. There was some, according to Mark 14, who were indignant. Some who said she shouldn't have done it. But Jesus said, leave her alone. You have no idea what this woman has come through. Leave her alone. You have no idea how hard it is for her to come into this place. Leave her alone. You have no idea how difficult it is. Oh, I'm telling you, I don't know everybody's story here tonight, but I can tell you, there was a time in some of your life you couldn't even go out of the house, much less go in the church. There was a time in your life where you were so depressed, you didn't even want to look at yourself in the mirror. And now you can look into, into the face of Jesus. There was a time in your life that you couldn't even get out of bed. And now your feet are dancing before the Lord. Oh, don't tell me when you've come through that, when you push yourself out of that, when you've drugged yourself through that and you come to a place, you have a right to praise him if you have to let your hair down or cry at his feet, if you have to cry on his feet or pour out the oil on his head. 
The Bible says, leave them alone. And I want to tell you, leave them alone. Just leave them alone. If they get wild, leave them alone. If they get a little crazy in their praise, just leave them alone. If they want to roll around on the floor, just leave them alone. If they want to run, just leave them alone. If they got to jump up and shout, just leave them alone. I grew up in a school where they ran the backs of the bitches and they did, they did crazy things because they had come from crazy places. And God had delivered them from powerful issues. And when somebody has come to the fire, let them worship the way they need to worship. Somebody help me say it. Leave them alone. Uh huh. So now we're not in the house of the Pharisee who is judging, we're in the house of the man who was healed. We're in the house of a, a man who invited Jesus there for the right reason. Now here's a woman who comes in again. Another woman comes in the scene and begins to do the same thing the first woman did. And nobody can understand why she's doing this. This is when the disciples spoke up. This is when Judas spoke up. This is when those who didn't like it spoke up. But these are not Pharisees this time. These are church, church folks this time. These are the disciples this time thinking that's not necessary. But John the beloved, he tells us why. He says, you know, he says, when Lazarus died, it was that Mary, that Mary who poured out the alabaster oil, the box of alabaster oil on Jesus' feet back at Simon the Pharisee's house. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you understand what just happened? The reason she is doing this is because she's done it before. It's the same woman, but the first time she did it out of a sinner's heart and he forgave her her sins. Now she's doing it because he has raised her brother from the dead. Do you understand what's going on? That her praise raised not only herself from the dead, now her brothers from the dead, her sisters from the dead. Not only that, we know where she's at now. She's back home. This girl is no longer on the streets. No wonder she's sitting at the feet of Jesus. When Mary, when Martha's in the kitchen, she said, oh, Martha, I know you don't mind me not serving because you know what I've gone through to get here and I can't miss a moment. You know, Martha, that you didn't even want me to come in the house, but now I'm back at home again. You have delivered my life from destruction. You've given me my family back. You've given me my life back. You've given me my mind back. You've given me my spirit back. And this time, I'm coming out of a praise of gratitude. My first praise was desperation. But my second praise is just a thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. I may not be what I want to be, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. Thank God I'm a little bit further down the road than I used to be. You saved me. You redeemed me. You healed me. It was that Mary, he says, and John. 11 and 2. It was that Mary. Oh, can I tell you? Every group's got a that Mary. I don't know who you are tonight, but you could be that Mary. That Mary who went through to hell to get to church. That Mary who thought it was over and then it just got started. That Mary who thought your life was ruined and he put you back on the potter's wheel and he made you into another vessel. That Mary. This church is filled with people who are that Mary who came to Jesus and worship because of what he's done for his life. Now this scene is so vivid. 
with imagery, vivid with bottles breaking, sounds in the room. It's vivid with criticism. I can see the Pharisee with his big square hat pointing his finger. I can see Judas with his sleazy little bony fingers wanting to slide something else out of Jesus' money box, pointing his finger, accusing her. I can see all of that. I can see the oil on the floor that she left. I can see her hair now oily. Her hair now oily from crying and washing his feet with her hair and drying it with her, or drying his feet with her hair. I can see these men standing back as this wild woman worshiped. I can see the indignant remarks in the room, the accusations in the room as this desperate woman comes out of herself to worship a king. But there's something else in that room that you cannot ignore. And this is an invisible wonder. This is something else in that room that you can't see at all. You can only smell it. Uh-huh. Because when Mary, can you imagine the spicknard, a year's wage, a pound of it, one drop is all you need to make a make certain perfumes and make certain ointments, one drop is all you need. She has opened a year's wage and poured it in this room. Now all of a sudden, when Mary leaves that room, there's a smell on her dress. There's a smell on her hair. There's a, not only that, everybody in that room, they might not have wanted it, but they got it anyway. Every man in that room left there smelling like worship. Every, every criticizer smelled like worship. Every ostracizer smelled like worship because God ordained the aroma of worship back in the Old Testament. Do you understand what she created? with that worship when when God gave worship to to Moses he said if you'll burn the animals let the smoke rise up I'll smell the smoke coming from the altar and I will smell it in my nostrils and I will bless you because I smelled your worship I smelled the praise that you sent up to me when you get to heaven and they're all around the throne of God you've got the seraphim with their six wings you got the elders on their on their on their on their thrones and all of a sudden they pour out a bowl of worship and there's a fragrance the bible says fills the halls of heaven so much that the choir starts singing hallelujah and the seraphim start shouting holy 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 and the elders fall off their thrones and cast their cast their crowns at his feet because the aroma of worship has just filled heaven to you that when you create a, a, a praise like that, I'm not talking about singing a song. When you bring God a desperate praise, when you bring God a focused praise, there is such an aroma that fills the room. Even the people judging you, it gets on them anyway. Even the people that don't like you, it gets on them anyway. Even the people that don't want to do it, it
it gets on them anyway, they leave there saying, I can't explain it. I don't know why they had to do it, but I'll tell you what, I saw that God was in the house and things began to change because when you begin to offer that kind of worship, it shifts the atmosphere. The room changed. The atmosphere changed. The healing changed. The attitudes changed. Jesus said, everywhere the gospel is preached, they'll tell this story because this woman just didn't change this room. She has changed the whole world with her praise. Can you give God praise tonight? So here's what I want to tell you in closing. How do I get to the feet of Jesus? And the answer is, you got to worship until. Everybody say worship until. Worship until. Not till the music stops. Worship until. Not till the singers stop and go home. Worship until. See, you don't have to be in here to worship like that. You can be in your kitchen. You can be in your car. You can be in the break room at work. If you begin to call out his name and worship him, and if you're desperate tonight, I want to tell you, if you're desperate tonight, there is a Lord here that can turn your life around. There is a Jesus here tonight that can save you not only from the uttermost, but from the guttermost. Jesus can turn your life around and give you everything thing you need in this room tonight you worship until not until the saints go home no you worship till you break through not until the, the the meeting is over no 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 if you gotta leave here and go home and get if they turn the lights out on you and you gotta go home that's okay you don't have to be here to do that you go home you get in your bedroom and you turn on your worship music and you go back before the Lord wherever you are but you worship until he shows up. You worship until you are face to face with the one who can heal you. You worship until she worshiped until the feet of Jesus were in her hands. She worshiped until the hand of Jesus was on her head. You worship until, you see the old saints used to say, you gotta pray through. Anybody remember that? You gotta pray through. What does that mean? That means you keep praying until you break through. It doesn't matter if everybody leaves you there. You keep praying. And can I tell you tonight, you got to worship till you break through. You got to worship until he gives you the touch that only he can give you. You worship because Jesus is a burden bearer and Jesus is a life transformer and Jesus is a mind renewer. You worship because Jesus is a body healer and Jesus is a church builder. Does anybody know him? You worship because Jesus is a problem solver and Jesus is a way maker and Jesus is a heavy load sharer and Jesus is a cross carrier and Jesus is an on-time God. Has anybody in this room ever met a Jesus like that? I want to see you. Has he ever come through for you? I see you back there. I know he has. There's a Mary in the room tonight. You remember where you were when he found you. You remember how he picked you up and dusted you off. You remember how you were before he set your mind straight. And anybody ever thought you were going to lose your mind but Jesus? Anybody ever thought you were going to lose your life but Jesus? Anybody ever think you were going to lose your friends? But Jesus. You're going to lose your marriage? But Jesus. Because Jesus is a spirit refreshing.
refresher. And Jesus is a soul saver. And Jesus is a mighty God. And Jesus is the everlasting Father. And Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Anybody know that Jesus tonight? I'm talking about a Jesus who's a storm walker and a Jesus who's a wind calmer and a Jesus who's a wave stealer and a Jesus who's a miracle worker and a Jesus who's a promise keeper and a Jesus who's a demon chaser and a Jesus who's a debt payer and a Jesus who's a blood donor and a Jesus who's a prayer answerer. Some of you are saying, I don't know what you're talking about, but there's other of you, you're getting it. That was your testimony. He came through at the right time in your life. That Jesus is a gift giver. And Jesus is a load lifter. And Jesus is a hardship handler. And Jesus is a funeral wrecker. And Jesus is a heaven taker. And Jesus is a jail breaker. And Jesus is a freedom giver. And Jesus is a lock picker. And Jesus is a mouth stopper. And Jesus is a yoke breaker hallelujah if Jesus has ever come through for you I want you to stand to your feet right now and put your hands together and bless him and worship him tonight this program is brought to you by the partners of Brian Cutshaw and Church Trainer Ministries please help us pray that the Lord will continue to send us more partners so we can expand his kingdom around the world